This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is a special person from the world of sustainable packaging from Nivea. Would you mind introducing yourself, sir? Sure. So my name is Jérôme Le Rouge. Obviously, you can see with my name that I'm French. (laughs) It's a very French name. I'm currently the packaging director for the Nivea brand. Mm -hmm. And I'm located in Hamburg in Germany. Oh, you're not in in Paris. Okay. No, I'm not located in Paris. Wonderful. Well, we're live here from Paris Packaging Week. The people at us have set us up with this beautiful booth. Yes. And it's it's been an honor to speak to amazing people like you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? How did you get into packaging? Yes, actually, I had scientific studies. I've always been interested in in packaging and tangible things that you can really approach. Yeah. So actually, I did one of the most famous packaging school in France, which oh. is the, it was called Eziac at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I turned into Eziens now, located in Reims. So wow. it's a very dedicated school of engineer focusing on packaging. That's amazing. Yes. And and at Nivea, we're focusing mostly on beauty and health products. Is that correct? It's skincare. skincare. It's a skincare company. Yes. And we have also some personal care products. Yeah. But we're really focusing on skin and changing the life of our consumer so they feel good in their skin also. I love that. Did you hear that? Changing the life of the consumer with with your packaged products is is an amazing thought. Yes. And it's not limited only to Nivea. We also have brands like Derma, dermatological brands like Husserin. Okay. Sold in Europe in pharmacies. Oh, okay. Uh, The brand Aquaphor, very famous in the US. Okay. He's also part of our company. Oh, okay. So is Nivea the parent company then? Yes, okay. exactly. It's the it's the biggest part of the right. of the business. Well, so you're dealing with lots of different sustainability challenges. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe speak to some of those? Because what we're surrounded by here is 650 booths yeah. of packaging for yes. exactly your product. Yes, glass, steel, aluminum, plastics. Some recyclable, some not. Some confusing. Some confusing. <laughs> some more more challenging than yes. most. Can you t- tell us a little bit about maybe some recent challenges or maybe a victory that you've had that where you're proud of? Sure. And the, the main topic when we talk about brands like Nivea, which are master brands, and we're there for more than 100 years on the market. Wow. We have Nivea Men, Nivea Face Care, Face Cleansing. Labello is also part of our portfolio. So we have a huge amount of formats, hmm. meaning also lo- huge amount of materials that we have to deal with. Wow. And I'm not talking also of all the metal packaging that we have. Yes. And everybody knows our iconic Nivea uh, that's tin. It. I was going to say, that's what I'm used to seeing. Exactly. Yes. So the, the the challenges are that there is not only one way to tackle sustainability. I yeah. think if you talk to anyone on the <laughs> on the fair here, right. for sure, the, the first target, and I think where everybody was rushing into was integrating recycled material. Right. Higher PCR. Higher PCR, yeah. more PCR. Most consumer recycled, if you're listening. Yeah. Sometimes for from a push from retailers, we're saying we're not retaining you if you don't have 30% of yeah. uh, recycled PT, for example. That was really? at the very beginning. Wow. It happened in Germany. Or sometimes some countries being more advanced, like the UK, saying, hey, if you have tyrant-based packaging, you're out. Yeah. 
So one example is that we switched our Labello sticks good. from a styrene-based packaging yes. to a monomaterial PP. Polypropylene. Oh, good, good. So we have some of these changes happening. The, the second step is always weight reduction. Mm-hmm. And I think here we are best in class in terms of lightweighting of packaging. Good. You talked about some formats we are proud of. Yeah. We were launching, for me, it was a revolution in the world of packaging, the first rollable lightweight bottle. And the bottle was so light <laughs> that you could roll it up like a tube, so you could really empty it. <laughs> and it was we divided by nearly half uh, of the weight of normal lotion bottles. Incredible. So wow. it was a fantastic development, changing sometimes. <laughs> and here the balance, I think one of the most challenging time was how do you lightweight? Because we can always go lighter and lighter, mm-hmm. but we still need to produce millions of these packagings. That's, so you need to find a yeah. kind of healthy balance between producible, but still being extra light. Nivea is such a big company, such a big brand. And, and you mentioned some of the other brands underneath. So we're not talking about several hundred units. We're talking about several hundred million units. Exactly. And so when you're taking out 5% of the weight or t- or like you said, 50% of the weight, this is a massive carbon footprint reduction. So good for you. And, and this, is, this is what makes interesting the job in packaging also yeah. is that we're such a, especially in these times of sustainability, yes, such a central function because mm-hmm. we convey a lot of information to our consumer through the packaging experience and the link right. we have with our marketing colleagues. But we need to be extremely close to our manufacturing and sourcing, for example, of recycled material. We need to discuss a lot more with our colleagues from from procurement. What are you seeing as far as that supply? Is it very challenging to get post-consumer recycled material to make your new packaging? Depends. Depends. Probably the answer, yes. I think getting material is not the problem. Securing it and having fallbacks material. Uh, because for sure, when we produce millions of pieces, we cannot only re- rely on one source. Right. So having different sources and then maybe different colors that you need to develop and having right. it plug and play whenever something happens, I think is the challenge. Finding PCR, you, we will find PCR, right. but it's really being able to combine them. A consistent supply of post-consumer recycled material that you can turn into a consistent supply of high PCR content. Correct. A finished good. This is the challenge. And we also want to communicate to our clients. Right. So for sure, we link the amount of PCR <laughs> in our artworks, making it even more complex if we need to switch. Because you can't change. You yes. can change if it's the same <laughs> amount. But, you know, it's, uh, it's the whole complexity. I, I can sympathize with you because that's the challenge. And more and more people are dealing with that. Have you taken other steps like changing your secondary and tertiary packaging yeah. to make that lightweight or maybe reusable? We even skipped. So in some brands like wow. Serin, for example, mm-hmm. everything oh, yeah. that was That's not extremely needed, for example, leaflets. So we were sold in pharmacy. So the, okay. the normal way of selling your product was in a folding box with a leaflet. Yep. And we skipped all our leaflets. Usually folded up into origami shape. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we saved hundreds of tons of paper. Wow. Good for you. And we were already FSC certified. That was the basics. We really checked that 100% of our portfolio. We had still some SKUs here and there a couple of years ago. Great. But it's we tackled the paper topic already quite some time ago. Excellent. 
And we try to skip. If you look at some tubes like on our Nivea Men brands, you will find face cleansers without any folding boxes. We try to really reduce oh, wow. the amount of, of paper we're, we're using in general. Can it be accomplished sometimes with a QR code on the on the bottle? We don't do that yet. Yeah. For sure, it's going to come. I mean, yeah. The QR codes it's are an, coming big it's time. It's an easy solution, right? Exactly. And you can use it for other purpose also if you want to have communication linked to websites. So it's, uh, it's it going to come. You can build brand loyalty, like you said. Yeah. You, can, you can bring them to your website. Exactly. You, you can sell them more of the line or a different line and... We we actually used QR codes in very specific cases. Okay. This one is also very interesting as we're talking about sustainability. Yeah. We we are trying to find different way of tackling sustainability. Mm. So we talked about lightweighting PCR. That's the basics. Yeah. But we also have some refill machines, for example, that we oh, were wow. installing in shops. So for sure, it was not on a big scale, but for us, that was really this experimental approach. Doing a partnership with one of our retailers. So the, the biggest one in Germany is DM. Okay. We have this kind of droggery store, it's called. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we installed these machines where the consumer could take an empty bottle on the machine, fill it with one of the other shower product that we had. Great. And here we use the QR code to be able to identify which product is used. Oh, uh, okay. And the idea was that the consumer could use up the product yeah. and come back with its own empty bottle and refill it for a second cycle or a third oh, cycle. Great. That is such a big part of the future of sustainable packaging, I think. Yes. The refillable in-store, bring your bottle back, use it a hundred times. Exactly. Uh, so so we used up this case to also have findings about yeah. the size of containers. Yeah. Is it cannibalizing the product you have also on shelf? Because Let's talk will, about that. You will yeah. have the transition of on shelf to refill, you cannot have everything at the same time. <laughs> Very true. Are we driving more traffic, for example, on yeah. shelf? So it's uh, we had a lot of, of findings and also seeing if consumers were bringing back the product. So we could just track if we had two, three loops. Okay. And also have a kind of What kind of things were you, what were you seeing? The, the consumers embracing it? Yes, consumer embracing it. Yeah. Not on a big, big scale. Mm. We can still see that sure. a lot of consumers are asking for it, but not yet taking the challenge of bringing back your your packaging and fill it in. in That's store. it. It's a challenge. It's a it's a lifestyle change. Yes, and it's a consumer mindset shift that is going to be slow. Yeah, I but think I do the parallel. For example, who would have told me, and I would not have believed it. 15 years ago that you will bring your own shopping bags when you go to the supermarket. I mean, exactly. you remember? And now you're we nervous had, when you forget. Everybody right? was having his, <laughs> going to the shop, buying everything, going yeah. into plastic bags and going home without yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. And people were embracing the change. We're no forced problem. to do it also in a way. And now it's a common practice. That is a great analogy and, and exact you know situation. Are consumers ready to do this? I think they are. Mm -hmm. I think they're, they'll be early adopters. You yep. know? I mean, I know people that used to bring their grocery bags to the grocery store 20 years ago. Before. It, you, know. you always have front runners or yeah. early adopters. Right. So I think that, you know, when we look on the market right now, maybe we have 10% of our consumers ready to do that. Yes. Um, I hope that the upcoming, for example, European regulations coming yep. up on, on the packaging waste will also help to really have people get that in their normal habits. Yes. 
Anything going on with Nivea that you can announce or anything new that you're excited about speaking towards? Well, we have a lot of different launches happening. Yeah. One of the recent one was our shower gel bottle, oh, yeah. our female shower gel bottle. Yeah. We're here, we reduced by 30% wow. the weight of our packaging. Congratulations. It's an extremely lightweight. We have a P version and a PT. Okay. And we also... P polypropylene? We have a polyethylene bottle. Oh, PE. Okay. Exactly. And we have a PT. Okay. More complex formulations also. Wow. It was a, a hell of a development. And we fixed <laughs> something because we had these bottles for quite some time. Yeah. Now it's also a handstand so that we can <laughs> have a better rest emptying of the bottle. So you're turning it up, upside down. Exactly. And yeah. and we also just received the certificates also on these products hmm. because for the... For the first time, we were using blue sorted PCR, oh. which is not really the standards in the industry. So usually people use white or gray PCR mm -hmm. base and put master batch into it. We decided to go for a blue sorted PCR and develop wow. the color accordingly so that we foster more the circular economy of not yeah. taking a white, polluting it with blue and putting it again in the stream. Are you able to find consistent blue? Depends what you understand by consistent. <laughs> so are you are you maybe allowing a little bit more of a, a leniency there? We have to. Good. We, See, we I love to hear that. No, but we have to. This is a new reality. Yes. You know, when I talk to some colleagues... I don't care what shade of blue it is as a consumer. It depends. Yeah. Especially, I mean, for us, it's very... <laughs> we need to be careful on this one. <laughs> Nivea is the blue brand. Yeah. So we have our, our color. Iconic. Yeah. So... On the color of our logo on printed packaging, we cannot like that mitigate on that. Right, right. Maybe on our caps, the top of the flip top, we have to see something to bring more consistency. Yes. But at the end, PCR is PCR. We have to live with the changes. Yeah. Thinking that we will have a consistent color is thinking of the past. We need to look forward and adapt to that. That's refreshing to hear that a large brand like yours is willing to waver a little bit and mm -hmm. say, yeah, it's okay. The, our customers are loyal. They're going to understand uh, the logo is going to be the same. It's going to be the same color. The blue might be a one hue different each direction, and that'll be okay. But the streams are also developing a lot. So when we talk about differences, it's not like if we have a very gray blue and a very yellow blue. Yeah. There are differences. Sometimes you can notice that on shelves, but right. it's not drastically different at the end of the day. That's excellent. That's exciting. And thank you for that. I'm I'm very happy to hear that. I know this sounds crazy, but I think it's so important. Anything that I didn't ask you that I, you wish I would have? <laughs> well, maybe other areas of development that we're looking yeah, into, please. because it's quite interesting. We, we really try to gain experience on many different areas. Yeah, We looked a little bit because right now we're still thinking about lotions in bottles, creams yeah. in jars. But maybe the future is more into concentrates. Yes. Maybe yes. the formulation will change and we'll have to adapt our packaging. I love that. I will, will we still kind of develop bottles for liquids. Yeah. We will have solid formulations in the future. Right. It's Could a whole it be a bar? new yeah. way of thinking. Yeah, good. So to to try that, we first launched a bar soap for face cleansing. Oh, good. Where we only had a, a paper packaging around. So mm -hmm. really plastic-free. It it's really working well. 
Good. And we also experimented concentrates. So we did a partnership with one of our retailers in the UK. Great. And here it was about a hand wash where you had taps that yeah. you just drop into water. Yeah. You dissolve and then you can use it. For sure, it's it's we need to to develop that. So nothing yeah. is perfect. People will complain, oh, it's still a plastic bottle. And so <laughs> we need to have in-between steps so that we can reach the end targets. Right. But the what they are not thinking about is the reduction of weight when shipping. Yes. You know, the 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 fewer trucks on the road, the fewer containers on the ship. You know, these things are great steps forward. Yeah. So well done. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'd love to see some of that concentrate products. Maybe I'll make some TikToks about it or something. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's been an honor to meet you. And uh, thank you, Easy Fairs and uh, Paris Packaging Week. Yes, for it was a fantastic fair us. this year. Yeah, really good. You've been before? Yes. So I'm I'm part of the PCD jury now for... Oh, wow four or five years that's right so i'm trying to come here every year if i'm not on a covid sick leave like last year unfortunately but no it's good to see that everything is starting again i think we for the first day here we really had a lot of people on the fair yes it's still the major i think it's one of the if not the best uh, packaging fair so far in europe wow yeah that's kudos to them yes tell us about a product that you judged that you were excited about some products. I love the one from my dear colleague from Unilever, this yeah. material pump. Yeah. From Dermalogica. Dermalogica. I know Kevin Davis accepted an award yesterday for, for exactly. That. So that was a partnership with Apta. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yes. We actually have also very recyclable pumps. Oh good. <laughs> but <laughs> well, but from a from a perspective to tackle sustainability and e-commerce at the at the same time is is a very nice move. Well, that's awesome. Thank you again, sir. Yes. Appreciate it. This episode is sponsored by SpecRite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.